Welcome to An Amber A Day, the podcast all about functional nutrition for PCOS. I'm Amber Fisher, a certified nutrition specialist and licensed dietitian nutritionist, and I have training in functional medicine. I also have PCOS, and on this podcast, we discuss PCOS in depth, the nutrition strategies for it, as well as the realities of living with it and making this lifestyle work. For further guidance and meal plan support, you can check out the show notes for links to my PCOS courses and programs. And if this podcast helps you, please do me a favor and leave me a review. Thank you so much for being here. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back. You are listening to An Amber A Day, the Functional Nutrition Podcast. And I'm your host, Amber Fisher, and it is season two, and thank you for being here. Um, I'm excited to talk with you guys today because this is going to be another installment of Conversations with Amber. If you are not familiar with the podcast, Conversations with Amber is my usually about once monthly podcast where I just kind of update you all on my deep thoughts on life and what's going on with me and things like that. Um, As the podcast has grown and evolved, I've done um, more separation between my educational content and then my more like personal content. And so Conversations with Amber is like my monthly time to do more personal content. So um, if that sounds fun to you, keep listening. Uh, So we're going to talk about several things that have been going on because it's been a while since I've done a Conversations with Amber. I think the last time that I updated you guys was like last, maybe early last fall. So a lot has happened in my life. And, um, some of you who have been reaching out and wondering what happened to to conversations with Amber and what in the world have I been up to have been, um, really, you know, concerned, um, confused because I'm typically a pretty public open book type person and, um, share a lot of my life on social media and things like that. And, um, I've been very quiet the last half a year. And so let's talk about it. What's gone on with me and why have I become so quiet and what are my plans for the future and what all is going on? So, um, as many of you know, last not last year at this point, about a year and a half ago, I had a total hysterectomy and oophorectomy. And so I was kind of thrust into surgical menopause very early. I'm um, 33 years old. It's starting to get to the point where I'm like losing track and forgetting how old I actually am. So I'm 33. And so that's early to go through any type of menopause transition. And I am on hormone replacement therapy, but, um, the experience of transitioning from what was always normal for me to like this new normal, um, interesting that it's coinciding with, you know, the whole COVID thing. And we're always talking about the new normal, right? So my new normal hormonally is very different than, um, where I was before. And I feel very different, um, everything from like my mood to just everything is different. Um, it's hard to describe. I, I was on, I was a guest on the Hey Mommy podcast recently, which I think will be coming out in March. Um, and they asked me about my experiences with surgical menopause and, and cancer and stuff like that. Um, 
because this is something that a lot of younger women do go through, but you don't hear talked about very much. And, um, so they asked me how I, you know, had adjusted to the situation. And I was honest with them that like the adjustment has been hard and I don't know that I've like completely done it right. Um, or as well as I could have, I'm just kind of like inching my way through blindly in the dark, which feels very on brand for me. Um, just given my life up to this point, you know, my, um, PCOS was such a, when I got diagnosed with that, like there was no information on that. And that's basically what inspired me to even have the career I have now is that I wanted to gather enough information that I could help myself, but then also that I could help others not have to go through what I went through trying to look for information. And fortunately, um, at least from my perspective, having been trying to address my PCOS since, you know, the, the late aughts, I think that's the correct way to say it. But like, since basically like 2008, um, there is a lot more information on PCOS than there used to be. I still think there's not enough good information, but there's more information. Like you, you can literally go on Instagram and find dietitians and nutritionists who specialize just in PCOS, which is so awesome. Like that kind of thing. There was only a couple people doing that back in the day. So there's more information on it now. And I feel like I've done my part and I'm still doing my part to kind of find the people who are attracted to me and my energy and help them through their journey with all of that. Um, and now it feels like I, you know, am on to the next thing where I get to figure it out on my own and then hopefully do it well and disseminate it out to those who are struggling with it later on. So I know I have had several of you reach out wanting more content on, um, surgical menopause, wanting more content on, um, PCOS post-menopause, like whether you went through menopause naturally or whether you, you know, it was surgically induced, or if you had to have a hysterectomy because of severe endometriosis, like those kinds of things, they do happen. And I've gotten questions about that because I've been open about the process for myself. Um, and, uh, I'll be honest, I haven't done that much content on it yet because I'm still figuring it out. I know a lot of what the research says, but living like the lived experience of this is very different. So, um, essentially what happened last fall was that, um, I just continued kind of falling into this. I would describe it as like a pit. I mean, I, I would definitely describe it as depression. Um, my body just felt like it was slowing down. Like it almost felt like you know, I, I imagine when you go through menopause naturally, a lot of times that happens in a phase of your life where hopefully you're like getting ready to, to slow down. Like you're getting ready to like maybe be, be closer to retirement and just kind of like a different phase of your life. Right. But for me that I was feeling that like kind of need to slow down, but yet it was happening to me at the time in my life when I'm like supposed to be pushing forward and like feel excited. Um, and I do, I have so many things that I want to accomplish, um, in my life. Um, so many people that I want to help and, and, um, things that I feel truly called, like it's my mission and my purpose to do. So to be battling my own energy, um, was 
really difficult. And, um, so as the fall kind of wore on that experience of feeling more and more tired just continued until, um, eventually it got so bad that I was like, I have to do something like this is for sure. Like at least stage stage three adrenal dysfunction. Like it was, it was pretty intense. Um, and so I looked at my life and I looked at the places where I was spending my energy and I made some really hard choices. And, you know, as I told you last year, I've been working with a therapist since last May and she's amazing. And she's helped me so much, so much. I can't even like, I can't even begin to describe how different my viewpoints on things are and like just the way that I like process emotions. I'm, I'm, um, what you would call like a highly sensitive person. I'm not sure if you know what that is, but it's a, it's a designation of, it's a type of person who has a especially heightened central nervous system. So it makes me very empathetic and very like, I'm, I do a good job of like reading people and picking up on moods and things like that, which is awesome. Like that's a benefit of it. But one of the um, downsides of it is that I get very, very easily overwhelmed by, by, by work, by, by the responsibilities in my life, by the emotions of other people. And, um, even by things like noises and lights and, um, smells and stuff like that. So, um, I've been kind of delving into that more, over these last several months and just realizing that I, a couple of things, like first that I was spreading myself too thin, which, you know, I have a, (laughs) I have somewhat of a kind of penchant to do. This is not the first time that this has happened, but I was definitely spreading myself too thin. And I think the directions that I was spreading my energy were not, um, not giving much back to me. So I was trying too much to give all my energy to everyone else. And it was kind of like martyring myself for everyone else. Um, you know, my thought process was sort of like, I'm here to help all these people and they need my help. And so like, I will come last, like I will take care of myself when I have more time. Um, but the problem with that kind of attitude is that you're never going to have enough time unless you make the time for yourself. So I had to do that and I kind of had to do it in in a pretty painful way for me um, because I just realized that so many of the things that I was doing um, were intended to help other people, but also were partially for me to get like a certain sense of validation, like a certain sense of worthiness. Like I, I felt in my life that I wasn't really, so have you, (laughs) Have you guys seen Encanto? There's the one, this is like the new Disney, um, movie. And anyway, I watched it and one of the, one of the sisters, her name is Louisa and she's like super strong, you know, she's like this big burly woman and, um, she's very strong physically, but she's also like the rock of the family, you know, she like holds everyone up and, um, her little song is just kind of become like the, the song of eldest daughters everywhere. And I am an eldest daughter. And, um, one of the things she says in it is that 
you know, she doesn't know that if she, she's pretty sure she's worthless if she can't be of service. And that is very, like, that really resonated with me, like, to the point where I was like, my eyes were tearing up and I'm like, I'm okay, I'm crying at a cartoon. But, um, if you haven't, if you have not heard that song, um, it's like, I mean, it's the anthem for any, any woman who has, um, or person who has, um, spent their life worrying about everybody else, but themselves and placing everybody else's needs above their own. Um, and it's really poignant. So, um, so yeah, I, I just realized that a lot of the things that I was doing were, were to be of service, but also to, by extension, give me that validation of like, okay, I'm, I'm worthwhile. Like I'm like, I have worth as a person because I've like accomplished something that helps other people. And without that, without that sense of like helping others, I'm not quite sure who I am. And that's something that I'm kind of coming to terms with, um, these days and really being more conscious and more, um, diligent about thinking things through before I jump in head, like head first. Um, I have gotten several opportunities over the last six months, um, eight months for different partnerships as my kind of brand sounds so dorky to say that, but as my brand has grown, like I've gotten interest from, from different, um, companies to kind of represent them or represent their products, um, try different things for them, or they'll, you know, they'll pay me to do a recipe or this or that. Um, and then I've had people who I, either know, um, through, through my networking on the internet or locally or whatever, want to kind of pair up with me and work with me, um, on different projects. And it's so exciting to, to be offered different things like that. And it's, it's really validating to like be in a place in my career where, where a good number of the people who are in my field kind of know who I am and respect me and respect my work. I mean, that's, that's so, so exciting for me. Um, but it's been really, really key for me to kind of like sleep on things, take a step back, really process stuff, um, and make sure that I can physically and emotionally devote the time and energy to this thing. And not only that, but that I want to do it. Um, and I don't know if, if that resonates for you, but I think so often, so many of us have difficulty. I know I do with figuring out what I really want. Um, sometimes I can mistake what other people want for what I want. And I didn't really realize I was doing that until not that long ago. And so, um, as I'm like continuing to learn more about myself, I'm realizing that, you know, there have been things that I've kind of gotten myself into or done in the past out of a sense of like not wanting to disappoint somebody else or, you know, um, just wanting to be a nice person and they really didn't serve me and it's okay to want to just serve me and to want to put myself first. Um, I think, you know, in some ways, like, certain elements of like the culture that I was brought up in, um, are like 
this idea of like denying yourself and kind of being a humble person and like serving others and that serving others is like the highest goal in life and that you're, you know, you're to die to yourself and, um, that there's like this validity and this like beauty in being a martyr and in being like in pain and in suffering. Um, and honestly, I, I, am starting to realize that 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 kind of thought process is, is really warped. Like, you know, like it's okay to want to be happy and to take care of yourself and to want to like have energy and to be a little selfish sometimes. Like that's, that's okay. Um, and I think the people who, who do this the best sometimes come across as rude or, um, or what, what have you, but, but their lives are also peaceful and calm and, you know, and they prioritize themselves and, and they're healthier. Um, it it takes a physical toll on our body when we don't take care of ourselves. And I, I really have lived that firsthand and, um, it's amazing how many times I can live that and yet still struggle to make that change, um, that needs to be made. So, so yeah, I, I kind of looked at everything that I was doing and I thought ahead and I said, okay, what are the things that I really want to pour my energy into right now, especially because my energy is so limited at this point in time so that I can hopefully be ready to, um, devote my energy to things in the new year. And I took, um, about a month off from working at all. Um, I took basically the whole month of December off, which is, um, one of the biggest like blessings of being, um, gifts, I should say of being self-employed is that, you know, you, you can hopefully, (laughs) hopefully finagle things like that. And I was able to, to do that, which I'm grateful for. Um, but I, I really needed that time to recharge. And what I settled on was that things that were draining my energy that I didn't feel I was getting much back from were at the time, um, social media and, um, in particular, like being very active on like Instagram stories and, um, Welcome to the Alchemy of Natural Healing. I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel, but it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started. podcast, um, and, you know, TikTok and lives and kind of all that, all that kind of stuff was, was taking a lot. I I basically only had the energy left to work on my course, which, Hey, is coming out February 22nd. Um, and to see my clients and kind of take care of them and do a little bit of content creation or repurpose old content creation, you know? So 
So that's what I did. And that's why I have been so quiet and so disappeary lately. And during that time, I also sort of realized that um, I like the feeling of playing my cards a little closer to my chest. Um, I like the feeling of like, I, I had a mentor tell me, um, she said, you know, you don't need to share everything, like keep 50% for yourself. And I thought that was like a really beautiful way to think about things because I always have thought about sharing as being authentic and um, vulnerable and that it's, it's, it's a good thing to share everything um, going on in my life. But, you know, the older I get and the more I kind of like surround myself with, with these people who I really respect, I'm realizing that sometimes oversharing is just a way of compensating for your own feelings of worthlessness and, um, trying to get validation from others, like subtly. And, um, actually it feels really good to keep some things private and to just keep some things for yourself. And so that's another thing that I'm like, that's a big goal of mine for, for 2022 is to share the things that I feel called to share, but not to overshare. Um, and yeah, I think that's very healthy and I'm excited about it and we will see how I feel at the end of the year. But, but, um, I think especially as like, as my influence grows it, it is important for me to keep some things to myself because not everybody, like all of you who are listening right now, if you've gotten this far in this podcast, you know, you're a, a, a kind, like trustworthy person and, um, likely on my side, but that won't always be the case and, um, or may not always be the case. And so I, um, you know, it, it's okay to just keep some stuff to myself. And so that's kind of what I'm working on. Um, but I still do want to be very present on the podcast because, um, I do feel like those of you who listen to the podcast regularly, um, and who listen to these conversations with Amber are really kind of like my soul people and we just get each other and you guys have helped me through a lot of these different phases of my life. And, um, I hopefully have helped you. And I think it's, I still get a lot out of kind of sharing where I'm at emotionally in, in, in how I'm like organizing my life and things like that. I, I find that really valuable. So, so that will be where I continue sharing my deep thoughts is here on conversations with Amber. But I wanted to tell you guys kind of, <clears throat> Sorry. I wanted to tell you guys what else I've been up to, um, over the last several months. So besides kind of pulling myself out of a, the pit of despair, which I fortunately have done, I also have started recently getting into like new routines. Um, so I mentioned before that I'm, I'm a highly sensitive person and, um, get very easily overwhelmed by my environment. And one thing that I have realized over the last several months is that, um, my home was too chaotic and cluttered, uh, and it was making me anxious. 
and um, not helping at all with this, like, like it was not a sanctuary <laughs> for me. So I've actually started doing this cleaning method that you may have heard of. I found it on TikTok, actually. I follow this woman on there. Um, I'm going to see if I can find her name for you guys. Okay, her handle is Brooklyn Housewife on TikTok. And she basically posts videos of herself like cleaning her house. Um, but she also talks about various things like her opinions on different things. And I really, I really like her. I just really vibe with her whole energy. Um, but she uses this method called the fly lady cleaning method. And, you know, if you watch some of her videos, she'll even tell you herself that like, she doesn't necessarily always agree with this, uh, fly lady and her opinions about different things. She's kind of a very traditional, um, more conservative sort. Um, so, you know, take, take everything with a grain of salt based on your own beliefs, whatever they may be, but her method works really well. So essentially you kind of have a, like, she has an app, by the way, a free app that'll keep you motivated. Um, but you have like these morning, afternoon and evening routines. And then on top of that, you have zones of your home that you kind of deep clean depending on the week. And, um, then you have like some weekly activities, but it's not this thing where like, okay, every week you have to like do this, this, and this. It's more like you set a timer for your zones and for your like weekly cleaning and whatever you get done during that set amount of time, which like for your zones is like 15 minutes a day. Um, whatever you get done is what you get done. And so it's like this method for people who get really bogged down with procrastination because they're perfectionists. Hello, that's me. Um, and it helps prevent you from being too perfectionistic about your house. So like my issue with my house is like, first of all, we moved here, um, seven years ago and the idea was to have, to like fill it up with, with kids. Um, and you know, the reality of my life is that I have one child and I likely will not have any more. Um, and so it's a big house. Um, it's, you know, everything's bigger in Texas guys, but it's a big house, um, with a lot of space, but it wasn't built it's like a tract home. So it wasn't built with like much thought put into like the organizational piece of the home. Like it was basically just built, like it's a big box and there's lots of space in it and lots of rooms, but it's not efficient if that makes sense. So I've got a lot of like empty dead space that I could be using for storage, but I'm not. And so my actual storage is not ideal. Like for example, we moved in seven years ago. I never organized my kitchen. I just kind of like threw stuff into the cabinets and the cabinets are like all just open cabinets. Like there's not like shelving in there or, you know, like, like the kinds of things like my mother-in-law's kitchen, for example, you go in there and it's highly efficient. Like it's organized. Everything has a place. Like her cookie sheets stand straight up because they like have these, you know, she has like organizational tools in there. Um, mine was just like stacks of things <laughs> in the cabinets and it'd be like, okay, I'll get what I need and then like wash it, put it back. Right. And don't have to look at it cause it's in the cabinets. Um, but it's always bugged me. 
And it has been an intention of mine to get that organized literally since we moved in and I've never done it. And I just kind of woke up one day as I started doing her little method and I'm like, oh my God, it's been seven years and I still haven't done this project. Like I've been procrastinating for seven years on this project. So this is one of the things that this year I'm doing for me purely for me, because it makes me feel good to be in a, an organized, clean home. So instead of just, you know, organizing very occasionally or, you know, cleaning on the fly or like cleaning when people are going to come over, I'm like actually going to be diligent about following this method because it makes me feel good to do it. And it's weird too, like those of you who have struggled with depression, you would think that having this daily list of tasks would be kind of overwhelming and like make you feel worse um, or like a failure. But actually for me, it makes me feel more productive and um, it feels good. Like it feels good to like get up and do things that I have been needing to do. And, you know, the little app, like when you, when you finish your like morning routines, it'll say like completed. And it's so nice, you know, cause you're like, Oh, goody, I did it. Um, and the cool thing about it too, is that like everybody who's using that method is on the same parts of their home at the same time. So you're kind of like connected to all of these other people. Um, you know, that like at some point today they're cleaning their living room or whatever. Um, and also it reminds me of things that I don't think about doing, um, like certain deep cleaning kind of things, like, I don't know, washing the doors. Like I never think about doing that, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, but the actual like daily routines are pretty simple. It's just stuff like you wake up, you make your bed, like you get dressed and like wash your face and like do your makeup, like um, if you wear makeup, which I do wear some, so you kind of just get yourself ready. And I have always practiced that, like, because I've been working from home, um, for a long time now. Um, like since 2015, I've been mostly at home. I, I do have a physical office and I used to see clients at my office, but I was always kind of like, um, part-time there. So I have always spent a lot of time at home basically since, since 2015. And I've always found that whenever I've been dealing with like depressed mood or what have you, that making myself get up every day and like get truly dressed and put on like my makeup for the day, it does help my mood. It's weird how it helps, but it does. Um, so I've been doing that for years. Um, especially even after I had my son, like I made that a big priority for myself to like wake up slightly before him and get ready for the day because it just makes me more feel more energetic. And then I have more energy to play with him and, and take him places and all that kind of stuff. So that's one of the things. And then you like every day you kind of like do like you do run the dishwasher once and like you do a load of laundry every day. And I don't know why I never thought about that before. Like I never thought, Oh, let me do like, let me run the dishwasher every night and let me do a load of laundry every day. And then when I have to fold it and put it away, like it's not that much stuff. (laughs) 
I literally never thought about it. I always have just been like waiting to do the laundry until it feels like, eh, feels like I need to do the laundry, you know, like running low on stuff, need to do the laundry. Um, so doing it every day has been really nice, especially with a toddler. Like I have enough laundry to do laundry every day. Um, so it's been great because I do that. I, I start that in the morning, in the evening, I take it out and I put everything away and it takes like 10 minutes, maybe. And then I never feel like there's a pile of laundry that needs to get done. It just like really reduces my anxiety. Another thing that she has you do is, um, like clean your toilet every day. And like, you don't need to go crazy and put like bleach stuff in the toilet bowl and all that, because if you clean it just briefly, like just literally swipe the toilet bowl every day and you kind of like clean the seat and stuff, it doesn't get nasty. <laughs> like it doesn't get dirty. You don't have to like clean it. Like, you know how, if you clean it once a week or something, like sometimes like a little film will sort of build up on there, especially in these like high efficiency toilets. Sorry if I'm grossing you out. I hope you're not eating, but that doesn't happen if you clean it every day and it takes like 30 seconds. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's been very life-changing for me. And I was telling my friend Gabby about this. Um, I'm like, I'm doing this new cleaning method and like, it's amazing because if I just do things every day, like it's not that it's not as much work. And she's like, uh, yeah, <laughs> like she's always done that. Um, and so if you've always done that, you know, good for you, but I haven't. And I, I just never really gave it much thought. Um, I also was lucky enough to have a housekeeper for a while who made my life so easy but that is no longer the case. Um, so yeah, it's, it's working. You know, the only thing about it is like, there is a lot of decluttering that needs to happen daily because of said toddler. But I find that, I don't know, it, it's even helping his mood too, to like come into the playroom and they're like, all his stuff is like, maybe not super organized, but it's put away. And then it's like new toys, you know, like he has fun destroying it and I have fun watching him destroy it. I think it's adorable. So we both have a good time. Um, but yeah, uh, so if you have been struggling with keeping your house clean or, um, with depression or anything like that, um, you might like this. I, I follow a lot of people on TikTok who do, um, they call it like, like I get a lot of videos, like watch me clean my depression mess, you know? And I'm like, I really, I really, uh, can vibe with those people. Like I understand that feeling of like, you've let things get out of control and then you have to like spend all day, like fixing it, you know? And that's such an awful feeling. You just feel like a terrible person. Um, because for some reason we make like cleaning our homes or, or even the way we eat, like a morality issue. Like you're a bad person. If you eat this way, you're a good person. If you eat this way, I don't know why we do these things to ourselves, but we do. Um, so yeah, if you've been struggling, hopefully that is a little tip that will help somebody out there because it certainly has helped me. And let me know if you, uh, if you start doing this method, because, uh, it's nice to know there are other people doing it with me and, um, you know, we can be besties cleaning besties. That is what's going on with me. 
and I think that this podcast is probably long enough. So I'm going to wrap it up. But I want to remind you that if you love the podcast, if you feel like you've gotten um, anything out of it, the the best thing that you could do to say thank you would be um, to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts that helps get the podcast out to other people. The other thing that you could do that would be awesome would be to ask me your questions. There's a link in the description box of this. Um, wherever you're listening to this, there's there should be a link somewhere um, on a form to ask questions um, for me. It's just a little Google form and anything goes. Uh, probably my next podcast is going to be a question and answer podcast, answering some of the questions I've gotten over the last um, few months. So I would love to have questions from you guys to answer. And even if it's something a little bit more personal or something that's more for this kind of conversations with Amber format, that would be fine too. And I can answer questions in these as well. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. And I hope that you all have a wonderful rest of your month and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. something today or you enjoyed today's episode or both i'd love it if you would leave me an itunes review and share this with a friend if this brought up a question for you that you would like to hear me answer there is a google form that you can use to ask me any question you want and i might answer it here on the podcast i do it all the time and i would love to hear from you thanks so much for listening see you next time